I thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of Vibrant Vernacular. This is Shawan. This is Azalea. And this is Pashas. Sorry. Good morning. Uh, Thank y'all so much for tuning in today. Um, I guess I start today with kind of a heavy heart. Um, As y'all know, we we just want to start this podcast talking about current events. Like I said earlier, there's no way we can not talk about what's going on right now. So um, our topic for today is basically race. Um, along with that, I simply have who, what, when, where, and why. Um, with this current event, um, and I just want to start off with an attitude of gratitude. We have to set the tone for everything today. And I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful for what I have. I'm thankful for what I'm able to do despite what's going on around me. So do y'all want to share your gratitude this morning? Yeah, I would say the same thing. Just thankful to have life um, amongst the chaotic world, but still covered by guardian angels, grace. So, you know, thankful. I'd have to add add to it. I mean, I'm just thankful that I'm here. You know, I woke up in the land of the living, like my mother-in-law says. Um, Yeah, just thankful. Blessed. Highly favored. All right. And um, I know the last few times we've recorded, I have um, been accustomed to saying a prayer, and I just feel like today's no different. And I just want to say, you know, not everybody's Christian. I get that. I really do. But if you have a bit, like any shred of faith, like I need you to pray today, you know, like you don't have to say Jesus in your prayer, but God, just God help. And if you don't pray for nothing else, pray for yourself right now, because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier. Like you, things can change from one minute to the next. So my sincere prayer today is just that everybody takes time to do so, you know, just literally safety, health, um, staying out the way, you know, like I said, you never know when things are really going to get a certain way and we just have to be vigilant and mindful. So please just take time, you know, two seconds out of your day. And it could be the most basic prayer ever. Like we're not asking for nothing elaborate here, but Everybody need to take time to do that. So I went for the who, the topic of who, who, who is affected by, I put the burning, like the, the, in response to the fact that we once again have been traumatized enough to witness a, a black man being killed by a white police officer. The thing that has turned into the most, pressing and scariest thing for me are the protests, the protests that have turned violent. So when I put who, it's like, first of all, who is doing this? Who is leading the protests that are are turning violent at what point? But my thing is, who's being affected by this? Who's being affected? Are the people who are no longer going to be able to go to their local stores because they don't exist or their life as they know it is, is, is not the same. In my case, it's like my kids are being affected mentally by this. So do y'all want to jump in with the who? What's your your who for this current event? 
So a politically correct answer would be everybody. But if I'm honest, I really don't care about everybody. I'm just yeah. frustrated, upset, <laughs> only worried about us um, yeah. as in Black people at the end of the day. Um, I think we are just at a point where peace is not being heard. So when you don't hear peaceful discussion, you don't hear an educated discussion, when you don't hear cries, when you don't hear injustice, you constantly want to remind us, oh, get over it, doesn't really happen. Blah 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 blah. It's like y'all you know, saw the same tape I was watching now. Like, what's your defense? Point. Exactly. So, who is being affected? It's black people, and that's to be honest, all I really care about. I don't care about you know Wall Street. I don't care about yeah. all this capitalism. I don't care about that. I care about our well-being because at the end of the day, it's always our well-being that's up for discussion. It's our well-being that's never taken into consideration. So we are being affected. Amen. Yeah. I get it. Thank you. I, I would have to agree with your sentiment. Uh, I feel like it's funny because I feel all the way around, like you said, everybody's being affected. And I feel like, yeah, most importantly, you know, it's the injustice that's done to Black people that is paramount at this at this time. We want to be heard. We want to be seen. Um, but I also feel like it's our due diligence to do what we're doing because that's the only way that what we're doing is going to be to, to be meaningful. Um, <clears throat> so unfortunately we're not the only people being affected as far as businesses. I'm not concerned about wall street. Like you said, I'm not concerned about capitalism. I'm more concerned about the black businesses that are being affected by it. Like why, why burn down your own community is the problem I have, you know, when it comes down to it. But I feel like I don't see any other way for for our voices to be heard other than burnish it down. And Basically. I think it's it's interesting that you said that because one of the things I kept thinking of um, yesterday was the fact that in, in terms of the children, I keep thinking of the children because I have a niece who's she's like not even two yet. And she's the youngest of three. And when you don't hear her, when you don't recognize her, when you don't answer her question, she gets louder and louder and louder until somebody recognizes what she's saying. And and what you just said kind of balances things out in terms of my thinking, because I'm like, what other way? You know, if, if you talk to somebody who's clueless, they'd be like, hey. That's on fire. Why is that on fire? Oh, they're mad. Why are they mad? They're mad because we, we witnessed something time and time again that's very traumatic, but it keeps getting swept under the rug. So if we bust your windows and burn your stuff, like, are you going to listen now? You know, it's almost like, do I have your attention mm-hmm. yet? You know, and, and it, it just makes me like, ah, like it, it had to come to this, you know, it had to come to this, you know, but wow. Yeah. Stuff like this makes you want to bear arms. Like, ultimately, like, yeah. for me, my husband has a lot of weaponry, uh, for lack of better terms. I yeah. think he is yeah. taking us to the range and he's teaching us how to use the weaponry. But it's, it's just unfortunate that we have to think that way. Like, we have to think about yeah. 
bare arms. And I know you're going to get to this, but this is just on my brain. I have to say it. Go ahead. So, like, when, Go ahead. I, when we look at white people, like, in general, if they have an issue, mm-hmm. they're going to storm the White House with arms. They're going to defend themselves properly. But black people, we have a problem doing that. Like, we're relying so much on an unjust system to render justice, which makes no sense. Mm. Like, it's just like operating mm-hmm. backwards to me. Well, we said insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting what, a, a different result. Sit in like, peacefully. It... we're going to sit at your restaurant until you feed us. Versus, oh, let's just open this restaurant down the street and feed ourselves. Like, why do we have to eat at your restaurant? Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, And why does my restaurant have to be jacked up because you mad? Because we making money, minding exactly. our business. Like, you don't want to include me. Then when I sit over here and do my own thing, I can't even do that. Like, that's the part. It's like, dang. Yeah, sense. Think, Some of these people. Yeah, that's no, that's just a problem it, that white people always want to be in everybody's business but their own. Yeah. And the issue is mm-hmm. your business is the mess. If you can clean up the shit that you've started, if you can clean up your mm-hmm. racist thought process, if you can clean up how you're just not being humanly nice to anyone else, it starts there. Mm-hmm. Like y'all yeah. have set the tone for how everyone's reacting. Black people didn't come out and how here. How you appeal to someone's softer side when it doesn't appeal appear to be one? Like, thank you, or it doesn't appear to be trustworthy, because a lot of yeah. the times you have sometimes white people trying to be your friend for a totally different reason, yeah. not just to be humanly nice. There's another agenda to it. Yeah. Um, usually, that agenda is to copy, to infiltrate, and Conquer. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a power thing. I think it's just given that. It, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're fine. I was just gonna say it. It. it ah, I feel you know when it's just like in every conversation is like, I've met some sincere and genuine white people, and I don't take anything away from that. It's just that sprinkle or that five or six or you know ones I can count on one hand. It's like damn like the rest of y'all giving them a bad name you know in a sense where it's like I like you said appealing to your softer side appealing for is there an agenda like I hate to even allow my mind to go there you know like that connections aren't genuine sometimes and I think seeing things like this it clouds your judgment like everything I thought before it was you know like a jaded perspective and it's like oh my god like <laughs> Where do we go from here? Where do we go? Think about it like this. They know who their enemy is, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And and, and I hate to to make it a generalized statement, but if ultimately they're they're direct to, they're trying to destroy and hurt and kill us as Black people, Mm. why we can't have the same mentality? If they know who Mm. their common enemy is, why are we sitting here having these types of debates? You know what I'm saying? This a good one. Is this a bad one? What's going on here? You yeah, yeah, saying? yeah. Like, like they're <laughs> yes, not doing yes. it. Like, that's not exactly, the conversation yeah. that they're having. Their, their conversation mm. is eliminate. Like, that's that. it. Like, <laughs> I don't have time to figure out which one of you is good, which one of you are bad. I, mm. I don't have time for that. Like, my goal is to eradicate the situation, period. Once I get rid of all of you, mm. I'll, I'll be good. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's mm. no conversation with mm. them about what's good and what's bad. It's I'm just dumb. Yeah. You know? So because like, I don't I'm, think they I, give yeah. I would I don't think they give us the same commonality. Consideration. Exactly. Yeah. So whenever they see us, it's automatically viewed as a threat. Yes. It's never like oh, you know, how could I help you? Or this, this, and this. Since the beginning of time, me and my sister actually had this discussion this morning, but since the beginning of time, our culture has always been designed to be a nurturer. So we're always going to approach, exactly. So we're always going to approach the situation from how may I help you? Or how can I, how can I help you? Or what are you looking for? Where, I see, yeah. And they're, they're, they're raised to be like, I run this. So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. please tell me how you can help me. They, there's it's mm-hmm. a it's a threat when you start to meet them for face value. When you start when you're doing what they're doing and you're doing it successfully, that's when it's yeah. a threat. So I don't to their power to everything. Like everything exactly. So it doesn't. It, there's no we don't get that same consideration, and I think that's the frustrating part. Like I'm done being the help. I don't think I should have to mm-hmm. educate you on how to be a nice person, regardless of the color <laughs> of my skin. I shouldn't have to educate you on my hair. I shouldn't have to educate mm. you on how to not use the N word because, oh, well, it's, it's in a song. Everyone's, yeah. you know, saying it. No, fuck you. That's not how it works. <laughs> like, and you know, yeah, that brings me to the next one. Um, with, with, we talked about the who with what. It's like, um, I heard you guys talk about peace um, and educated discussions, which may be ha- trying to happen on the news. But one thing I put down was the hunting or the targeting. Like, I feel like because of the color of, of someone's skin, why are they being hunted? Like, why are they being assassinated, targeted? Like, it's just like, damn, you know, like, can we live? Can we breathe? Can we just walk down the damn street? Can we sit at the park? You know, can we just soak up the same damn sunshine that's available to all of us? Why am I a problem? Because I'm trying to get my portion, you know? And it's just, for me, um, why is this, you know, what is happening? What we see around us is like, I was, when Patches, I called, she called me this morning and I was trying to blow my nose and trying to stop crying, but I was on Google and I was looking at some of the pictures from yesterday and it's like the protests, like the, the cars, the police cars on fire here in Atlanta. It just touched me, you know, like seeing people like they coming out the house, you know, I told my kids people aren't working right now. So what else do they have to do right now? You know, like they here for it all. And I'm just, whew, I just like, deeply moved you know like what's what what is really going on what is going to happen next like what what's happening where y'all are I guess that that's the what what's what's happening what are you seeing um we've had a few marches I've seen on um the news that appear to have been peaceful mm-hmm. um it's not about like the masses like Atlanta you know LA or New York but I mean People have, you know, walked, posted signs, you know, the usual mm-hmm. that we usually do. I heard through the grapevine mm-hmm. that we did have uh, looting, but I, 
I was like, I, I don't recall seeing any footage of that. But not that Me I'm neither. looking for it, because I'm definitely not. But I just I just feel like I understand the unrest and I understand the uncomfortability of it all. I just don't know. Like, I feel like they do things to appease us. So, like, him getting arrested. Um, they who? The powers of the okay. soul. The person getting arrested, okay, that doesn't mean that he's going to be put in prison for the rest of his life where, where he's supposed to be. And, like, we, as people, we're, we'll take advantage of a situation. And that's the part that kind of irks me because you're always going to have people that are opportunists. I mean, you can't avoid it. That's just natural in human nature. So when you look at some of those videos, some of these people are just frustrated for other things and taking advantage of this opportunity. <laughs> yes, I'm glad to you said that. Yes. Further, yeah. To act and yeah. be an asshole. So, like, cause, yeah. And then I'm seeing videos where it's not even us that are starting these fires. It's not Hello. us that mm-hmm. are starting these looting incidents, you know? Hello. And it's not us that's not being peaceful. Mm-hmm. And black people that wake up. You know what I'm saying? Like, once all of this, the dust clears, it's going to be looked upon as us, at, regardless mm-hmm. of who's doing it. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted, yeah, I wanted to speak about that, too, because um, I had turned on the news and we have several talks about this where I had to kind of stop watching the news, you know, based on the level of doom and gloom, me being a social worker trying to save the world. You know, it's just not working that way right now for me. So. I stopped watching the news, but I turned it on the other night and that's when the things were going on in Atlanta, you know, and it was like, I could have been right down there driving my little car, you know, my little new vehicle, like oblivious to what's really going on in the world, you know, and for me, it's like a wake up call, a reality check to know that not everybody's okay, you know, not everybody's happy right now, you know, and like you said, he was arrested and I put I wrote the words now what? Because like this one lady called in on the radio and she was like, he was arrested and charged with third degree or something that was like a lesser mm-hmm. crime from what we feel it should be. And she was like, he could get 15 years probation and go and live a happy life. You know, like it, it, it's it's not it doesn't end here. But for some people, it's like you said when the smoke clears and one oh the point I was getting to is one of the news reporters, when I turned on the news, she was kind of like in her car, like she had to hide or out or get away from where she was trying to report. And one of the things she kept saying is, is, is she kind of lost all the professionalism. You know, she was like, uh-uh, like they're not from here. You could tell the people that she was trying to interview for her stories. She said that they did not know Atlanta. They did not know the names of places. They did not know the layout. They did not know, you know how, okay, this burning, the police over here, we moving our protest somewhere else. Where y'all going? They couldn't give a specific location because they didn't know where the hell they was at. You know what I'm saying? Like they doing stuff, messing up stuff. The people you see, even when something's burning, you tossing extra shit onto the fire. It's like, dude, like how is that helping the whole movement or protest that you say you out here for 
if you're doing ignorant stuff like this, you know, that has nothing to do with the message we're trying to send or whatever. The, the woman was just saying that the people who are causing the problems do not appear to be from this place. So, so that tells us where the hell y'all come from? Who are you? Who sent you? What are you doing? Are you really protesting? Or are you just out here to fuck shit up? You know, like it, it's true. weird. What were I you going to say? That's also the media's fuel. They're designed to sensationalize stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're going to mm-hmm. find the chaos to put on TV. There's been many peaceful protests, but I'm not seeing that on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that via people mm-hmm. posting it that are actually there mm-hmm. on social media. Yeah. All we're seeing is the looting, which is taken away from the protesting yep. and taken away from the issue at hand. Yes. Exactly. So you know me. I love mm-hmm. me some Brother Malcolm. So the quote that I found and it says if you're not careful the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing mm. and i just think mm. like it says you can't take stuff for face value you can't so you've got to understand the agenda behind it as well and people can call you crazy conspiracy theorists all you want but once you've witnessed it and dealt it and kind of you know, been through it, you do have to look at things and figure mm-hmm. out why people are doing what they're doing. And I think but, also, I like, my major yeah, just... was mass communications. So I know the mm. trickery firsthand because that's where I mm. was going. You know what I'm saying? Broadcast journalism was my route, you know, and that's my degree. <laughs> so, like, for me, I, I know yeah. this. I look at who controls the media. Come on now. Who controls the media? How many news outlets or cable channels do we have as a people? Mm. We don't even own BET. So like how <laughs> how are we getting this message, our message, and who we are across? You know what I'm saying? It's being conveyed by the people who oppress us. So how can you expect us to be viewed in the positive light that we want to be viewed in, in the humane light? of all things Mm. that we want to be viewed in if, first of all, we don't control our image. We don't control it at all. We allow others to Mm. control our images. And we don't pull together. And that's the whole, to me, like the whole, not to bring it back to quarantine, but the whole thing with this coronavirus, we need to (laughs) be together. That's what it's teaching us. Mm -hmm. We need to band together. Period. And that's hard for us to do because we have this pitting against each other mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I can't let as a leg grow peas because her peas may be better than mine. So, Shawan might want to buy her peas and not my peas. Like, not. I got super exactly, peas. Not that, okay, <laughs> I'm going to let as a grow peas. I'm going to grow peas. And we're going to make peace through. And we're going to put them in our recipes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, together. I'm going to make fried rice with mixed vegetables. Yeah, so like, like, we're going to... We just have this carrots. mentality yeah. that, you know, we've been bought to be- believe that only one of us can be on top. Or only mm. this party over here, we're going to let this this group succeed and this group can't. You know? Like, and that's... Mm-hmm. We have yeah. to get out of that and understand that we have our own best interests in hand because we, we relate to each other on a more deeper melanated level so we need to come together <laughs> in that sense Facts. I like that and one of the things um, I was thinking about is um, the word wind like with this latest um, 
assassination murder that we witnessed on camera, the timing, the, the time frame that it happened, I feel was swift. If this happened on May 25th, 2020, versus something that we saw with Ahmaud Aubrey, where I think it happened months prior and it was just kind of exposed. You know what I'm saying? Kind of some of this stuff is like, oh, it happened in February. It happened in, in November, but we just hearing mm-hmm. about it. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like the public outcry of rage wasn't quite loud enough to uh, start a fire or an uproar, you know, like, but now it's like, it appears that people are coming out the woodwork. Like I keep hearing people being, tired of being sick and tired, tired of saying their name, tired of posting a hashtag, you know, and it's like, when, when I put, it's all about the timing of things I feel. And it's like, it didn't take long for people to come out this time. You know, I just feel that it was a little more swift with the, how things moved. And it's like, whoa, you know, it just, I don't know when I think of when, like, and, and when did we hear about it? That's what comes to mind for me. Unfortunately, I think it was perfect timing. Me too. It sounds yeah. so, so sick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the fact that we're in quarantine and people are still sort of kind of on a stay at home type situation where we can't go, but so far, mm-hmm. what in the world like do I'm we have to do but to look at Instagram or talk to people or look at social media or glance mm. at the news to hear what's going on? This is perfect timing. Like you giving people who don't got nothing to do something to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you've given yeah. me something to do. Okay. This is what you want to do today? All wow. right. But, like, even when you hear the background mm-hmm. of it, like, I try to stay off of social media and I told myself, like, I'm not going up there anymore just because of this situation unless you guys tell me you want me to check something out. But I saw mm-hmm. yesterday, briefly, Sean King had posted the fact that they were beating his butt in the back of the police car before they pulled him out and killed him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God. Idris, my son told me that. Like, my that son just... told me that. Yeah. And he said, Sean King like, posted it. Yeah. This, now, when you really look at how strategic people are, people, you know what I mean? Now he's charged. Mm. I wonder why. So now, if if this video didn't surface, do you think all of this stuff would be transpiring? You know what I'm saying? So now when we see the background that this wasn't just okay, we had him on the ground with our knee on his back and now we killed him. We were already beating this man up. You know what I'm saying? Like we were literally kicking his tail. That's why he said everything hurts. That was one, I guess that was one of the word, the quotes or something. It's like, I can't breathe. Everything hurts. And then like, you know what? I didn't understand oh. that. You know, and you know what pisses me off is people will still look at that video and be like, "Well, he had to have done something." Like that, you're part of the problem. You like, no, you know what pisses me off? The 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 people that the first hit, the people that are sitting there with these cameras out, not doing anything. That's what pisses me off. Mm. Like, I do appreciate, and I think this sounds crazy to me. And I don't know how I would react. I don't know if I would have ran up there and started hitting on the cops and fear for my life. I don't know yeah. that. But what, what pisses yeah. me off is that, you know, we're watching this like a train wreck. Like, yeah. we have our cameras yeah. out just watching this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They ain't going to never take us seriously. And I think... Why would I take you seriously? You know what I'm saying? I agree. And I think... Yeah. 
that's the fear that the police are trying to instill in us. Because like you said, I don't know how I'm going to react, but I do know I'm black. And if I jump on this man's back or if I throw something at him, is he just going to shoot me outright? Because he feared, quotation marks, for his life. For his life. Even though he was doing something. It's like, I'm in the middle of killing somebody right now. Don't stop me from doing that. And I saw something where it said that, to be honest, the only way that would justify is white people literally are going to have to put their body in front of a black person to decompress the situation (laughs) so that nobody is killed. And I mean, if you think about it, sounds crazy, but mm. logical. I can get why, because I'm going to be honest. I probably, it, it, and then you got to think about it. Who are we going to call for help? The help is right there. If I'm, exactly. if I'm correct, the help is already in the mm-hmm. blue. They're already escalating the situation. So who am I call for help? I'm black. I got a family to go home to. Sounds mm. selfish, mm. but it's realistic. I don't think yeah. I would have been one of the people to honestly have jumped on the cop. And not to be funny, I don't think that's my responsibility because I know the outcome. I think it's other white bystanders and other races' responsibility to de-escalate that situation. I would have to disagree to a certain extent. The reason why I say that is just like we don't feel like it's, it's our job. If they were white, they would have been fucking that cop up. They would have. If he was white, they would have stood their ground. They they do not care. So to ask them to put their life on the line for somebody they don't care about in the first place is backwards to me. But we also have Black police officers that won't even put their badge on the line for their race. Think about it. If there were Black police officers out there as well, they would have let that man die just as well. They would have let him die. Yeah, they put blue before black. They're, they're, exactly. And they're looking at their food. Oh, this is my kids. This is how I feed my family. I'm not going to put my family on the line for you. You know what I'm saying? And then I also think as a mom, I have two sons. And like this chokes me up. If my son was Floyd and I see all my people just rallied around with their cameras, how am I going to feel as a mom? So y'all you know shit. Y'all let this happen. A video of a cop killing my son. Footage. Footage. And you didn't do nothing. Oh, you should be mad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like it's, yeah. it's a tough, a tough, tough call. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know how I'm gonna react. I really can't tell you. I can tell you me sitting here with possibly an irrational mind in some people's eyes, I would have been jumping on that cop's back and I'd be dead. You know what I'm saying? Like I just that's mm-hmm. just me talking yeah. right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So being in that situation, I yeah. don't know how I would have reacted. And I'm not saying anybody reacted incorrectly. So like that I don't want to get yeah. people thinking, oh, passes you're, you're bashing us. No. But what I'm saying is this is what it's gonna take for a difference to be made. When no people killed Amar Aubrey in their mind, they were defending whatever that cause was. And I'm not saying that they were justified. We yeah, know they weren't right. They we did. know that was yeah. not right. Yeah. But they don't give a flying fish. You know what I'm saying? They they gonna come out there with their yeah. guns, blazing rope. Who rides around in their truck just with their guns? You know what I'm saying? Um, hunters. People with hunting licenses. No, if you ain't Duh. gotta be if 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 you you gotta be ready. So
So you ain't got to get ready. That's how they their mentality is. I'm ready all the time. I went to Kellum High School in Virginia Beach. You're not supposed to have firearms on school property. Those kids have firearms in their truck windows parked in the parking lot of the school. Like you won't even know, you know secret, saying? and that's the thing. Yeah, like it's, in yeah. their cars because they were hunting, like you said, Azale. Yeah, dog. in the middle of the summer. When you get out you know from school, you're going hunting. <laughs> okay, so that's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, we just aren't prepared. Like, we're we're putting ourselves at a deficit, and I'm so blessed that my children are healthy at this moment, but I'm scared to death. Yeah, realistic. Yeah, and that's what I said about the kids. And there are a lot of things I've, y'all know, I'm always writing notes while y'all are talking. And one of the things, like, as a lady, when you said that it would take, it would literally, for things to change, it would take a white person to get in front of a black person. Um, I wrote down the face of the movement. And um, like I said, we're, our current event has brought us to the topic of race, you know, unfortunately and, and fortunately, because it, if it, there was never a time, it is right now in 2020, there is a time for this conversation. And I put the face of the movement because um, we watched this movie called The Rachel Divide with Rachel Dolezal. And <laughs> she's a white woman who she operated as an African American. She identifies as black. She's huh? not operating. She identifies. Oh. That's who she is in her mind. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Right. So what I um, when I put the face of the movement, I was just I put that because she was like the face of the NAACP in her area of Washington, the state, and. It was so interesting how, because she had the lighter skin, that we, if you watch the movie called The Racial Divide, it's a, a play on words for the racial divide, but it's so interesting because the Black women in the, the, the movie were saying she was able to push an agenda because of the way she looked, because her, I guess her softer tone or however it was kind of put in people's minds, like her being okay, you identify as this black woman and you're kind of getting some stuff done. But we we black women and we was trying to push that same agenda, but meeting so much pushback and resistance, it's like, damn, dang. Like, that's very interesting to me. So this whole, everything dealing with race is like, it just puts us in a place where I'm like, oh my goodness, did either one of y'all? I know, Pasha, yeah, you watched the and movie? I, my sentiment or wasn't what, that. How do you say about that? Because I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we have. Okay. No, mine changed. My, no, my, mine yeah, changed my so much. So go ahead. <laughs> tremendously, but the women that they had in the video, uh-huh. I didn't feel like both of them were sincere. <laughs> like I did feel like one of them oh, was wow. pretty sincere, but the other one was so angry. Like I felt like she was more jealous than anything yeah like I felt like she felt like okay she was just jealous of the progress that she was making you know so and that's what I was saying like dang I've been trying to do the same thing all this time I would have to see her story because like I felt like her anger was directed more so to have someone to point the finger at versus for her to really be sincere and be like Yes, I was trying to, because the other one seemed like she was really trying to do stuff. 
the other one that you're talking about, she just seemed like mm-hmm. she was just venting frustration versus it being like a sincere situation. <laughs> but anyway, just to kind of piggyback, not to um, change the subject, but just to kind of piggyback on like the point that Asley was talking about as far as them being the face. If you allow uh-huh. them to be the face of our movement, you're pretty much telling us that we can't mm-hmm. do this shit by ourselves. And you're also saying that handed it over we're relying yeah. on them to save us. Mm. Okay, we need you to save us because we can't save ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need you to help us because we can't okay. help ourselves. So that's the frustration point for me. So I do feel as though they need to step up to the plate and take accountability mm-hmm. for their actions. But never in a million years do we need them to save us. Because if we have them to save us, then now they're taking more credit in history for saving the black person. We saved the black people. We saved you guys. No, hell no. We don't need you to save us. We need and to I, save our fucking selves. And I think that's what they were saying by that. Like, literally, your physical just kind of being there, it not, not to be the face of the movement, and again, definitely not to save us, but to have some face of accountability mm-hmm. that they, in essence, an officer would think twice before shooting. Exactly. It was one protest where yeah, they had, I've seen two, and I don't know if these images are real, so I can only go by what I see. But um, it was one protest where right. white people did line up as a barrier between the police um, and the black people behind them were protesting, shouting um, Floyd's name, you know, no justice, no peace. But then there was another image where black guys have um, surrounded a cop because he actually got um, lost from, I don't know, whatever his unit. But people were like ready to jump him. But these black (gasps) men stepped up and were like, yo, chill. Like, this is not what we're here for. So they created a barrier to protect him, you know, from getting jumped. So I agree. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad you brought that up, too, because um, I listened to everything that Killer Mike had to say the other day. And it, you know, I was he's definitely somebody that is respected and, you know, his opinion, I feel matters. And um, one of the things he was saying is like he's mad as hell, you know, by what he saw. But he also said that he didn't want to have to speak out, but he felt like it was his duty. And one of the things he said was. He has people on both sides of this, you know, and, and that's what I recognized. The more he talked it was like his family members and how rooted in the community, you know, he is, you know, with people standing up, social, social justice, like being on both sides of this thing is very interesting. And I feel for me, when I saw the fires being set, it just upset me because not only were the fires being set here in Atlanta, but the fact that the firefighters couldn't get to the fires was a, a big deal. You know, let's say if somebody was even hurt and needed medical attention, how the hell the paramedics and EMTs and all these people going to get to them if there's such this barricade or blockage for one reason or another. My issue goes deeper when I think about the fact that my nephew just became a firefighter, you know, and it's like, He's not in Atlanta, but one of the surrounding communities that could very well be dispatched and deployed or called out because they need extra people. You know what I'm saying? I think about it so many ways and I'm like, 
I want some of it to stop. You know, like I, I get why it's happening, but it's like when somebody you know has to be out there. Like I think about my family member. What if my one of my family members was that officer that was surrounded? Whether even if he was a black officer, you know what I'm saying? It's like because he represents that badge or that entity. Like damn, people, innocent people are got to die sometimes, and that's the part that pisses me off about the whole thing. When you think like people you know personally being affected, it's like we got to find another way. You know, we definitely have to find another way to handle it. I agree. And I guess that's the frustrating part because the question is, what is the other way? Because I feel like through history, we've been calm. Yeah. I feel like through history, we've been kind of loud and, you know, looting, rioting, whatever anyone wants to call it. Like, what is the solution? Or is there a solution? And that's one of the that's one of the things that Killer Mike was what I why I brought him up too was when I when he said, excuse me, we have to plan. And I was telling Patrick, he was saying the word strategize before he even got it out. Like we said it at the same time. Like I was listening to the radio. Um, but it was just like Atlanta is definitely the home of brilliance, excellence, black excellence. Like if these entrepreneurs coming up with these great ideas, like now's the time to go back to the drawing board with another great idea. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't involve tearing down any of, any of the progress that has already been built up. And I think it's unfortunately, no, it's not a click of the wand, snap of the finger type situation, but to at least start those talks and not even broadcast what you're talking about because that could damage whatever the, the freaking plan is going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't know. I'm just to, to do things in a peaceful way doesn't mean you're sitting back and, and letting things happen, but coming up with a solution, I guess it's, it's not something that happens overnight, but it has to be started. The process has to be put in motion. Like, what can you do besides burning yeah, your own stuff down? And it's no, like it, uh, ass backwards, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even once again, my my whole theory was: if you burning down the the places or the stuff that people use, it's got to be built back up. Where you gonna even get the damn money to build back up? Well, who you gonna ask or borrow? You know, for for stuff that you didn't didn't jacked up that you now that the smoke has cleared, you really needed that store in your community. You know what I'm saying? There's so this is it such is. a multifaceted it's conversation. It's a lot. It's layers to and it. This is not something that started overnight. This is decades. This is history. And you don't want history to repeat itself, but it's hard to get people on the same page too that don't want to be on the same page. Yeah, that's an issue. That's an issue. So for me, it's like I the next thing I had was where, um, where, where are you seeing things like popping up? Like I said, I'm here in Atlanta. It and mm-hmm. it got weird, you know. <laughs> Yesterday it got really weird. Like, are you seeing is there are there places where you're seeing things there? Like you said, you haven't no. seen anything weird no. or like out of the ordinary not, stop your not, way of um not locally if i'm honest i've had to check myself a few times just okay. being out and about mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. i'm upset like, yes i'm rolling my eyes at people <laughs> for no reason yeah 
yeah, friend said, she said the same thing <laughs> again like are you one of the good ones you know are you having a bad day like yeah and it's just like you know even like this morning me and my sister went for um a quick walk and literally it was like two white guys and two white women laughing jogging in the beautiful Mm. weather of today with i'm pretty sure not a goddamn care in the world about (laughs) what's going on with police brutality and i don't think that's what people understand that Mm. every day we wake up with 90 set of rules it's not one set of rules it's not enjoy the day Uh, it's enjoy the day be safe watch where you're going yeah have manners it's not that easy it in actuality is exhausting and then just you going through it personally and then raising a generation to make sure they don't have to experience it and explaining things before you feel like they should even have to know about it like let it's just it's a lot for the kids you know we were just saying where like where are things really popping off you know we know that minneapolis is like the center you know for right now but seeing things really um take a different tone or turn in atlanta i think it's like whoa you know and then um knowing that the protests were planned even for today in different areas it's just like wow like where are we going with this you know that's my out of the who what when and where where like where are things popping off where is this going like do y'all have a clue or where do you want to see things go i don't know yeah (laughs) i I I can't even answer that question like I I don't know. And I can't say that I don't I just don't know. Like I can't say that I want it to be peaceful. Mm. But I can I know I don't want lives to be lost. Mm-hmm. Um my nephew is in the National Guard. So when stuff like that does happen and it does get extreme, you know, he could be potentially called in to assist with, you know, kind of putting things away, you know, and what scares me about him is, you know, he's a young black guy as well, you know, so I don't know. I just, I don't want him to have to work. In <laughs> that, in that. You in know, that. For, yeah. for that purpose. You know, I, yeah. I really would prefer him not to have to go out for anything, period. Just him to do his term and with no incident. That's what I would prefer. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know either. Um, But I think if someone is willing to have a conversation, I would be willing to have a conversation. I can honestly say that's where I'm at. That's as far as I can process at this moment. I'm not, when I tell y'all, like, I'm literally done being the help and, like, trying to get people to understand shit that, for me, is common sense. Yeah. I I just, I don't know. Yeah, that's so interesting. And and this is one thing my aunt used to say, and we got so annoyed, but it's like, common sense ain't so common. Like, everybody got no. it. Like, I think some of the ignorant things that are being done, you know, on both sides, it yeah. lets you know that common sense ain't so common. And mm-hmm. um, 
that brings me to the last one is why, why, like why? It's almost like, you know, when the church was bombed doing this, like, why do you hate me so much? Like, I can't Mm -hmm. change the color of my skin. I can't change history. It's like, I think this is a a point where it's like, it's up to y'all, you know, like as a lay, I think this kind of plays into what you were saying earlier. Like, sometimes it's not even us that has to change the narrative here. You know, sometimes it's like, it's a way of thinking, a, a culture that has to be infiltrated to be changed from the inside where things will start to manifest and show outwardly. And it's just like at the grassroots, the smallest part, it's like us helping our kids make sense of what's going on right now. If they happen to stumble upon it, you know, my kids are at an age where I can't keep them off social media. I mm-hmm. can't stop the conversations they may have with their friends when I'm not there. So it's very important for me to have those conversations before they leave the house, before they get on their phone for the day, you know, stuff like that. And um, I think, you know, on a, a, a smaller level, it's like when you said, I thought about something, Pashas, when you said your major is mass communications, mine is social work. And, and a lot of what I feel is my passion does lie within the social justice realm, you know, and it feels like I've had to come alive these last few days, you know, and a lot of it, I have not been vocal on social media because I feel like, let me deal with the emotional side before I get on camera, you know, mm-hmm. before I you know, I don't want to come across as soft or weak or any of that, but it's like, damn, like it hits hard in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like I was telling you yesterday, I w- I did a, I was out, you know, at one of the malls where they actually started looting and it's, I spent hours there. I walked around. I have a family member. I was with one family member, but somebody else in my family works in one of the stores there. So we went to go visit her. We bought food from the food court and we went to our car, but we spent hours in there. No sooner than we left, I got a text saying they had to shut that mall down because it started. The protesting started at the mall. And I'm like, I was just there. <laughs> I could have been in it. You know, like it, it, it hits so much differently when it's like, you see people running, you see the police doing what they feel they got to do. And you just caught in the crosshairs of all of that. It's scary as hell. What did I do? I called my oldest son. You at home? <laughs> I really hope you're not out there. You know, like it's just, it affects me in so many different ways. And I'm like, okay, I have to channel all of this in a positive manner. You know what I'm saying? For me to be okay, for my kids to be okay. But it's so interesting to hear their perspective on some of that and to know not every child is accustomed to being calm and cool and staying in the house when, when shit pops off. Like, and that's the scary part for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really. When you got somebody that's definitely here for it all, it's like, come on. Like you have to have those talks with your kids. I think that's my bottom line right now. So my why is just, I want to stay alive. I, I do want the peace. I do want the, some sense of normalcy, you know? And it's like, it's, it's getting real hard if it's hitting a little closer and closer to home, like less than 15 minutes away from where you live. It's like, hold up, like, where's this thing going? You know, and that's what mm-hmm. I said, to be aware, being aware of what's going on around you, what's happening, what people's plans are, you know, we need to know all of this, so. Have y'all ever, mm-hmm. um, did you guys ever look at the Black Hills Show? <laughs> 
No, okay, I, I, said I, I wanna say that. This. so I don't know if this is part of where you're at in the discussion, but I have to say this because it's, it's I'm on done, my girl. That's all I have. Okay. Go ahead. So in the episode, he was talking about how like if you and your family for years and years and years have lived next to a club that's really, really, really loud. It yeah. it would be it because of epigenetics, your family may start their ears may start to get smaller and smaller and smaller <laughs> because of epigenetics. So the definition of epigenetics <laughs> is the study of changes in organisms caused by modification of gene expression rather than alter, alteration of the genetic code itself. So I'm saying that to say this. I know it sounds crazy that I'm bringing this all together. But it's, it's, I think it's so, possible as a thing. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so think about how as Black people, we have been suppressing our anger mm. for so long. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So as our children are, are reared and, and, and brought up and biologically taking on our chromosomes, how do we know that's not altering their epigenetics? You know what I'm saying? Because to be docile to be docile and like to not be docile. That's okay. Like hell no, I want that part. Okay, in a sense that you know we're sitting here being so complacent and just like okay, we have to forgive. Forgiveness is the way we have to. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the kids is like, nah, she didn't work. That won't work. We're, you know what I'm saying? We're doing all of this stuff to 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 get our 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 happy jack butts into heaven, I guess, for lack of better terms. But <laughs> what if that's not it? You know what I'm saying? Our kids what? are not us. You know what I'm saying? They're not us. They're not gonna like. They're not bred yeah. the same way. You know, our children yeah. are taking yeah. that fight to a whole nother level and I respect that yeah. because I don't want them yeah. to be docile. I don't want them to have <laughs> as much fear as we have. You know what I'm saying? Because we yeah. will perish as a race if we continue on the journey that we're on. We will perish. That takes us that takes us back to that it whole was <laughs> what slavery choice thing. Go ahead. As a no, I was just gonna say it was a meme like that that said, um, this ain't your grandparents civil rights movement. Meaning we're not gonna do shit the same way. So and we we can't though. That's the point. Yeah. Like we can't. Yeah. Like so. Okay, I know we're ending this, but I have to say this. So I looked at. Um, I was bringing everything full circle as usual. So I was looking at uh-huh. Keisha, um, the mayor of Atlanta. Keisha Lance Yeah, Bottom. and she yeah. was saying how you know take that anger and channel it and go out to vote. If that's what you want to, if saying like, the, if, if you want to see a change, that's where you make the change. What she knows is BS. I respect her, but that's straight BS. Did y'all hear Joe Biden? I know, I know, no. this full circle. So, Joe Biden, no, go ahead. Talking no. to Charlemagne the God. Oh, yeah. Saying like, you know, if you don't vote for him, you're not black. And Charlemagne the God kept saying, he was like, I want something for my people. I want you to have something in your platform for my people. Wow. He was like, I'm endorsed by the NAACP. I extended the voting. I think it was the voting. It was something that he said. He said nothing really for black people. Of substance to be like, okay, you got me. You got my. So like, 
pushing this voting. This is how you make the change and all of this stuff. That's not it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and if they can't have a black agenda or something for black people, we can't support it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I yeah. get it, but we have to change the narrative full circle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I last year, the last voting, whenever it was, I voted. I didn't vote for any of them. <laughs> I feel like you reluctantly voted. I did. I got some time <laughs> I, off from my I job did. and I took it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Hillary. And I will never, ever in my life vote for Hillary. And I would never, ever in my life vote for Trump. I'm not a proponent of voting for the lesser of the two evils. I, I just won't. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to be the person that puts our, you know, my children in a worse position. You know what I'm saying? If they're not going to help, they're hurting, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Oh, help the hurting. That's, mm, go ahead. That's, that's that could be a whole nother topic. Yes. <laughs> because I don't honestly think there's ever going to be a candidate with a black agenda. Like, I hate to say it. I agree. Um, well, I have no- yep. Even the like, black there's never have a black agenda. So, I mean, at the end of the day, so, that's what it is. Yeah, like, I, and I don't know why everyone's so scared to do that, because Native Americans receive, and I'm not the most educated on this, so everybody don't call me out, but I'm pretty certain there's some type of reserve set for them if you're Native American when you're trying to get education or you're trying to do, I don't know, something. There's certain stipends I've heard that are available to Native American descendants. Um, I just don't understand. I think not necessarily reparations or if you want to call it a reparation reserve, cool, whatever. But I don't, I don't think people are ever going to, I, I just don't think people think what happened was really, really severe. Really to be like, yeah, exactly. I agree. A little, exactly. And because not to be funny, it would, yeah. And not to be funny, it was legal. I mean, slavery was legal. So these people that are dead on about this damn constitution mm-hmm. and dead on about their rights, that this is that's never going to be it, it's it's never going to be a topic of discussion and then they're never going to think that this is wrong it's all about hell people can't even wear a mask just so that mm. they don't spread their germs they damn sure don't care about a black life and giving back to us for mm-hmm. building this country we don't care so. about it that's the problem we yeah. don't care about True. it and if we don't care about it how the hell do you expect somebody else to it's not going to happen. And I, yeah, mm. and I think also it's just, in essence, like Shawana is saying, like, where, where does this start? Where do we begin to kind of fix all of this? Yeah. And no clue, because this is decades. This is eons ago that this started. And institutionalized, generationalized, mm-hmm. like just, I say having the conversation with your children, yeah. like it's so, mm-hmm. I know there's a quote, I know I'm butchering it, but it's like, it's so much easier to like teach the kids right than to repair like the broken individuals. Like it's not even the men anymore. It's like broken people, period. Like it's so hard to put them back together. If you don't, you know, build them up and mold them the right way from the time they're a child. And and that's where the households, you know, it's so many different dynamics to this, but 
<sighs> stop killing us. You know, I guess those are the only words that come to mind. Like, stop As killing like, us. I love That's... how you put that. Like, you know, generationals, generations of unrest and just honestly, so yeah, deep. it does run deep, goes... but you can't fix 400 years of oppression, over 400 years of oppression in one year. You know what I'm saying? Two years, three years, four mm-hmm. years. So it's kind of like what Shawan is saying, just Food for thought. I know that's where we're at. So I'm going to try to wrap my stuff up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but food for thought <laughs> so is starting your home and your circle of influence. Have these conversations mm-hmm. with your friends like we're doing now. Be that village. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If Azale needs advice on how to do something with Aiden, or if I need advice on help how me. to do something help with my me. kids. Exactly. Yeah. Help each yeah. other. And put your prop to the side and ask for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, thank you. Be there as a resource for each other. And I feel like once we start doing that, everything will start to fall in place. And it's not going to, and we can't expect it to be, you know? So it's like, don't put a right. expectation on yourself. We're doing the best we can, do with what we have. And that's it for me, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You as a lady, you have some food for thought. Um, kind of like we've been saying from the beginning of time, be your sister's keeper, be your brother's keeper. Um, like Pasha said, I mean, it, it's gonna take time, and I think it's important that we don't give up. But we got to start supporting one another. We know there's hiccups when it comes to, you know, certain black businesses and <laughs> certain things. Just keeping it real. <laughs> But yeah. we can't let one mistake and be like, and and I'm guilty, you know, Lord, this is why I don't, you know, be buying from black businesses because they doing the most. I mean, but we really got to, in essence, be patient because at the end of the day, if we're, like Pastors has been saying, if we're not for us, then, I mean, we can't expect anybody else to be. So, again, be one another's keeper. Um, and that's it. Pray, like Shawan said. Push love on each other. Pray until something happens. Amen. Amen. So we definitely got some awesome hashtags for today. Um, but the number one I put, you know, thankful. Hashtag thankful. When we started, we talked about our attitude of gratitude, what we're thankful for despite all that's going on. Um hashtag full you know, some things have really come full circle as a and as a result of the events that we're currently dealing with in, in our everyday lives and hashtag pull together. Like we can't do this without one another, you know, um, <laughs> in the smallest instance, we got to pull together. Oh my so, God, I was thinking hashtag pull the trigger. Help me, Lord, help me. Oh, help see, me. Uh, right to bear arms has been uh, endorsed by this one over here. Look, the tiny one on the bench got this. Loudest bark Girl, over there. Like, I got the Napoleon <laughs> complex. Forgive me. Too much. <laughs> but definitely, um, let's have these conversations and just look, do your best, y'all. Like, stay alive out here. That's just it's crazy that we have to say those words. But yeah, do what you. Yeah, wash your damn hands. I thank y'all so much. Hello, like Toronto. Oh, wash your damn hands. I hate you.
this segment has been brought to you by. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah anything y'all want to add but we just um let the people go so in the meantime guys i'd like you to check out like our um, instagram page it's vibrant vernacular um we'd love to have comments um we'd love to have topic ideas um that we can you know talk about to get you guys to tune in uh, we'd love it to be interactive conversation you never know. You may be a lucky one selected to, you know, come on the podcast with us to get a different view. So if you guys could check us out on social media, that would be great as well. Yes. 